There are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year. My name is Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Greg Horbeck. We cover trades, free agency, and the draft, which is, yeah, obviously. We'll tell you about everything, which includes which quarterbacks are good, which quarterbacks are bad, and which quarterbacks are just Kirk Cousins. That is the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Search the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up. And with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. Shield Kapadia here, live, well, not live, in Vegas, Radio Row, with two special guests. We got Bo Wolf and Zach Berman from PHLY. They were complaining they don't get to pot enough. They don't have a, an outlet to get their takes <laughs> off enough. They want to do more. They wanted to come on. So I thought, what better time than now, Bo? Yeah, I, I'm glad that you said Radio Row because we've been going back and forth on this. Zach says, well, you know, the NFL doesn't want it to be called Radio Row anymore. Like, they don't get to tell us Through what them. it's called. No, they don't get to tell us what it's called. Are, are you on a, a uh, radio station? Uh, no. Are you on a radio station? Yes. Uh, Ringer uh, Podcast <laughs> Network? <laughs> well, my, that's my point. This is the media center. Okay, right. radio. But maybe Rome. your definition right. of radio it doesn't need to be so antiquated. Maybe you can no, embrace the fact that radio. Listen, listen. Is, we is... have Arjuna specially producing this <laughs> because I wanted to, and we're not keeping him here until you know <laughs> ten tonight. So I know, <laughs> I know. Generally, we have we just go for three hours, but we're, we can't do that now. We got Julia taking uh, photos and videos over here. We got a lot going on. All right, when's this bad boy dropping? Is this a tomorrow? Is this a Wednesday drop? Uh, East producer Cliff Augustine will probably get to it tonight, I okay, think. Okay. Tuesday night. Uh, why? Well, I just I want I want to know if we can tease the interview that we did today, but <laughs> that's going to be on our show tomorrow. Okay. That's I think you will Go appreciate ahead, it. as as a long time payoff for former Birds with Friends listeners. Something that has been in the works for a very long time. We finally got. Some on-the-record commentary from an, an important person. There you can you watch that tomorrow. All PHLY. You can watch them every day for an hour. You can listen to them every day. 
Uh, I mean, and you can read as well. Right? And you can read yes. as well, yes. which Zach wants you uh, to know. You can read as well. So be sure to check that out. All right, here's the exercise. You know the exercise. I we've, love this game. We've done the exercise. Now, here's what happened. I was at the 49ers availability. And let's upgrade the Wi-Fi and the 5G. If mm. I, you know, not to. Julia's not in her head. Yeah, it's been, it's I mean, the, the Wi-Fi this week. So I had to just close the laptop wanting. and do old school. Look at this; it's all written right here on this little notebook. And I came up with eight topics. Some oh, of you them. Did get an yeah, I just added one before we started. Uh, some of them are Eagles related. Some of them have nothing to do at all with the Eagles, which I know Zach will enjoy those <laughs> the most. So, uh, Zach, you look a little anxious there. Go ahead. Get, you pick the first number, and mm. we will start. With that one. What do you got? Five, Jalen Rose. Shout out to the ringer. Yeah. All right, good. There you go. You, uh, you, you picked an Eagles-related oh, one, which I'm sure yes. makes you very happy. Bo is breaking out pen and paper, doing the work for me, because you know I'm not going to remember what numbers you picked. All right. I want to get into big picture Eagles topics Ooh. with you. You guys do the minute and the big picture every day. But I, feel, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I don't know exactly what they think about some of these topics. Sure. Like, I've heard them, you know, like daily in little nuggets and what they think that day, but I'm zooming out. I don't know what you're really Hard to get off the treadmill, yeah. is going to happen with this football team. So here's one. If Nick, well, this, this one doesn't really have to do, have to do <laughs> bad setup, Jill. If Nick Sirianni is out next year as head coach in 2025, and I give you, you know, let's say I, I win 500 bucks at the blackjack table tonight, and I give you 500 and I say, I will give you this five, $500 here if you properly predict who is coaching the Philadelphia Eagles in 2025 in the event that Nick Sirianni is no longer the head coach. So we're going to get into more about Sirianni, what, what, sure. what's going to happen. But in this exercise, we're assuming he's out and you get one guess at it. So you can go anywhere you want. Do you want me to throw some names out there to jog no, your memory? I'm you have an answer. No. Also, <laughs> wow. So what's their record? What's their no, record? You know, yes. that they're out. I'm He's just out. telling you, Sirianni's well, no, so out. Because this is the thing. It, it's look. It's a nuanced answer. Of okay. All right. All right. Is that right. if they are uh, an eight and nine team or a nine and eight team, and they just don't show that progress, but they're still in that mix, then Bill Belichick. If they are Woo! a five or six win team, and it's like they need to reset, Ben Johnson. Okay. Uh, because I, I think those are two different stages. I think if, if they look at it like this, this roster's in place. What to would win it take for year. them to win five or six games? I mean, that would be. Well, they went one and six, you know, six yeah, down that's the true. stretch. Good point. Good so point. down the stretch, they were as bad as any team in football. Okay. Through the first 11 games, they were better than any team in football, at least by record. So it, it really depends. I think if, if they're in that stage <laughs> where they just need a different voice. But the ingredients are there to win. Then I think Bill Belichick, in a short-term fix, puts you over the edge, or you hope he puts you over the edge, and then two, three years later, you kind of go for the way you identify Andy Reid or the way you identify Nick Sirianni. But if this is a, a situation where they say, man, we need to reassess this whole thing. We need a totally different offensive structure for Jalen Hurts. We need a totally different, you know, like, like we're starting, I don't want to say starting over, but bringing in, uh, it, uh, it's, it's a different era of Eagles football than I think Ben Johnson or that type of offensive coach. 
But I uh, let's All say right, ben I'm Johnson. putting you down for Bill Belichick because I think the more I mean absurd follow up. I mean now I know how Bo feels. I mean listen, it's just the question's the question yeah. you got to answer. But I think the more likely scenario would be eight-ish wins, okay. or, and they're underachieving, and he and Sirianni's out of there. But five or six would obviously be a different conversation. All right, Bo, what do you got? So my take is that this year would have been the Belichick year. I don't think it makes it would make sense next year, even if they are a nine-win, eight-win team. Why not? Because he's a year older. You have Fangio in the building now. And I feel like if Ben Johnson makes more sense to me next year because mm-hmm. you bring in Ben Johnson, you can pair him with Fangio, that's fine. They love Fangio, assuming that things don't just totally crater this year. This year is the year that felt like the Belichick turnkey opportunity for me because the roster is still like ready to win. Belichick could have come in. You sort of squeeze the juice out of the roster. The thing that we've been saying is that like, I'm a little bit concerned about how quickly they went to just get Kellen Moore especially and just sort of chase the high floor of the best guys who were available um, because, as, as we've sort of said, like the, the, it's all about the roster. The roster is king in this organization. Um, and like next year, if you're starting from scratch again, like this is how we want Belichick in the building. I'm not so sure. I feel like this is the year when Jeffrey would have been mad enough to sort of push the Bill Belichick button. I think next year, if something happens, there's a little bit more of a slow burn. They can canvas the league a little bit better maybe than they would have been able to this year because it happened so quickly. I think ne- like Ben Johnson or someone of that ilk would make more sense next do year. Do you believe, this isn't re- reporting, do you believe that there was any smoke? Do you think there was uh, internal conversations about Bill Belichick this offseason? Do you think there was a reach out? to maybe Belichick privately or his agent. Do you think there was any little dance about the possibility of bringing Bill Belichick this offseason? I mean, were there internal conversations? Absolutely. Uh, I would be shocked if that was not the case. I agree. I mean, just how long it took for them to have that meeting. Yeah. If you think that Jeffrey Lurie was just buying a boat in in, in St. Martin for three words, I don't know know if they met, but like... (laughs) He's not, his phone's not off. Ooh, like, that's, ju- that's a juicy little anecdote for like a Zach Berman, like 2026 feature, like Jeffrey Lurie, you know, docked his yacht and he, uh, up came Bill Belichick and a banana It is a good, like a decade yeah. from now. Like we just talked to Bill, Brian Billick earlier. And remember the Eagles what interviewed him fl- in, in, oh, in flexi, right? well, and, and, we, and okay. the Eagles talked to him in 2013 when they were about to hire Chip Kelly, but they didn't know Chip was going to say yes. And like, we, we don't know, like, Brian Billick's like, yeah, you know, that, that almost happened, but I think they sort of made up their mind, but maybe it was misconstrued, and then another guy's like, like that was pretty close to happening. And so, like, wow. a decade later, we get a little bit of a, okay. a peek into that. Who knows what we'll hear from, from Jeffrey a few years down the what line. What do you think, CB, the Belichick thing? I think the in- internal conversations, sure. I, I mean, I, I think when you're considering whether to keep Nick Sirianni after that decline, you're also measuring not just Nick Sirianni's ceiling, but the alternative, Right. And there's a cost-benefit a- analysis to it, right? Like, like do you want to fire everybody and eat that? Do you, do you want to uh, – do you think you're pulling the, the carpet too soon? Uh, so I would imagine – look, it, it would behoove them to have those conversations. Yeah. If the most accomplished coach in NFL history is available and you just lost six or seven games – if you're not having that conversation, it's almost irresponsible. That doesn't mean that there's, you know, you know, to the point where you reach out, where you have the conversations externally, but internally, sure, you should discuss that. The same way 
if you're discussing whether to keep Jalen Hurts or trade for player X. Like, I would say coaches are no different than players in that regard. And Zach, do you think if things had gone badly in that postseason meeting that Belichick would be the coach if they had fired oh, that's Sirianni? That's a good question. If they fired yeah. Sirianni this offseason, yes. who's coaching the Eagles right now? I think Bill Belichick. Really? I do. Yeah. Wow. I, no, I, I could see an argument for Ben Johnson, but the, the thing with Ben, and, and frankly, I don't know Ben Johnson. I only know what I've read. Uh, but By the way, listen to Extra Point Taken where Solak and I uh, really had fun and made fun of like the this despicable behavior. <laughs> like, the, how dare he? He will never work. <laughs> like right. everyone settled down. Sorry, right. but continue. Yeah, but but oh, no, Josh Harris is mad. Like, <laughs> but my point is, is that if if you feel like there's a learning on the job component there, I don't think the Eagles feel they're at the stage I where agree. there's the they learning on the now. job. Yeah. yeah, it's the Eagles want to capitalize on the 2024 season. And I think that's, that's part of why Nick Sirianni's back. I think they think he's a, a coach who can capitalize on the 2024 season with a better staff around him. Wait, I want to know who else was on your list. What list? Of potential coaches next year. Oh. No, I, okay. I, I was just you said you come, had a list. I was just going to come up with someone okay. on the top of my head. I don't have anyone else that's okay. really good. Yeah, I don't think Vrabel would Maybe be a guy. Slowick, like... Eh, no, yeah. I mean, if you're going to Slowick, you might as well go with Johnson. Probably. Unless Slowick's better yeah, than Yeah, but, but Slowick's never asked for too much That's, money in a contract he's, negotiation he's never before. never the despicable yeah. behavior. All right. All right. That was good. That was a juicy one to start with. It took a while, but it was worth it. All right. That was five. Bo, you're up. What do you got? Uh, six. Six. I okay. was going to go a six, nine, six, nine for Tony Pauline, okay. but there's no nine. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I did enjoy your interview with Tony Pauline. All right. Six. All right. So this, was, this is kind of like... Uh, in in ringer language a half-baked idea but i was thinking mm-hmm. about this so there's like you know there's all these different hotels in vegas even not just in vegas uh, you guys you, got, you gotta see zach talk about and do vegas <laughs> can i can i railroad this for a second uh, of course. zach can you give us the like the geographical order of the casinos up and down the strip please <laughs> sure <laughs> listen to this i mean from where we are yeah. now, you got Mandalay Bay, then you got Luxor, then you got Excalibur, then you got New York, New York, uh, <laughs> then you have Park MGM, and then you have like the Aria slash uh, Videra, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, okay? Uh, then you have the Cosmopolitan, then I believe you have the Bellagio, uh, and then, <laughs> then there's, um, I, believe the Mira- uh, I believe the Mirage, and then Caesars could be missing some as you go north on the Strip. But anyways, you know, and, th- and then when you go all the way up, you get Resorts World, which just opened a few years ago. Or uh, That's just one side of the street? Yeah, that's, that's your left side. And then you go across, uh, and you have the win in the Encore, um, and then you have the Venetian and the Palazzo, you know, and you go, the, you, you go all the way down to the MGM Grand. I'm a little bit worried. I think you might have just got hired by the ringer. Z- Zach loves Vegas. Yeah. yeah. What's there not to love? Well... <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, go ahead. Okay, so I was <laughs> back to the question. So it's the best. And even when you go, you know, you go on road trips for like, or even with family, and it's like, all right, what hotel do you stay? Now, you might be loyal to a certain brand, yeah. but a lot of times there's not like, it's hard. You know, uh-huh. One has a better location. There's not like a differentiating factor. I'm excited for when this comes to me, but go on. So I was thinking about like, could a, could a marketing campaign, and if you're a hotel company listening, with bidets, could this be mm. a differentiating mm. factor? That now Zach is disgusted. Okay, so here, here's Zach what Zach won't even pee sitting down, let alone use a bidet. Okay, yeah. Good. So I, here, I think this could work because you know, 
you got to come up with something. This is how our hotel is different from all the other hotels. So here's, here's the market. So you're getting the people who use the bidet at home. They're saying, if I'm there for three days, the home, yeah. I'd, if and I'm leaving my home, I would like to continue to be able to use the bidet when I'm on my travels, you know? traveling, you're, might be a little, you, we don't need to get into all the details, sure. but you know what I'm talking about. So that's what, but then you also get the market. Yeah, the curiosity. The, the curiosity. The yeah, I like the this. The wolves are going on a family vacation. All of a sudden they're looking <laughs> and both saying, well, this one's $15 more, but would you like to try out the yeah, bidet? Yeah, I'm in on this. This is a great idea. You know, I would like to try out a bidet. Would you like to, other parts of the world, I mean, everywhere you go, they're using that. So I think if there's an enterprising, it doesn't, you can just make it one of your, you know, like a ver, uh, hotels. They got a lot of different chains. So you just make one. Renaissance in bidet. Yeah, yeah, this is the one with the bidet. You bump you up a little bit. You might say, I don't know if you're going to save money or like, you got the money, you know, you got money up front, but then, you know, you'll probably save on a little toilet paper, perhaps. The better yeah, for true. the plumbing. Yeah. You know? So there you go. All right. Zach, is, Zach might walk out. I think it's a great idea. Why are you so disgusted by that? Well, I just don't know enough about bidets. You've never tried but, it. That, yeah. Aren't you curious? Yeah. You could go one day. <laughs> so so here's the thing. My hotel selection process, uh, beyond price, is, is based on how new it is. Right? Like, I, I want I'm new in on that. or refurbished rooms. Uh, <laughs> that's... That's uh, that's important to me. Okay. Is yeah. is right. the so? Give me your top three criteria. Like, aside from choosing the hotel, once you get into the room, evaluating whether it's a good room or not. What are the three most important things? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Okay, new bed. I want the bathroom to be nice and new. Yeah, I want uh, good water pressure. Oh, yeah. Water pressure is in my water pressure is in my top three. Yeah. But you don't know that until a few minutes in. I'm saying, like, have you ever? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he jumps in. <laughs> It takes at least 90 seconds before I know about the water no, pressure. But my point, I thought the question was when you walk into the room, how do you know, all right, I'm good here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First thing you're, you're, you're thinking about is, is smell, right? Like, <laughs> what, what kind of places are you saying that? <laughs> how many smelly rooms have you been in? <laughs> what the world? Again, the bidet is coming in handy here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you want to feel like this is this is new, this is fresh, this is clean. Yeah, but, that's my point. Okay. So sometimes these hotels have like <laughs> yeah, there can be know, a mustiness. Yeah. Or you know the like the air purification system is such that All right. you know you yeah it it smells fresh, it smells you know you. Arjuna's never volunteering for this again. <laughs> there like, are I'm not doing this next so, year. <laughs> a matter of fact, a matter of fact, I was in a hotel uh, relatively recently. And the lobby smelled so good. And I, I asked. The <laughs> he can't keep it together. So I asked the person at the front desk, uh, excuse me, what do you do to make the lobby? <laughs> what? <laughs> so what they do, so it's, it's, it's not like, um, like in, you know, an air freshener per se. It's actually in the HVAC. They have something that pumps in this smell. And so... Uh, so Zach went home and tore apart his indoor plumbing and no, I, tore I, apart the HVAC. No, I, I looked into what it would take to, to do that type of thing. And it's, it's a... It, I mean, needless to say, it's done in, like in, in commercial properties for a reason. Not necessarily residential. But, 
Yeah. Uh, I'll a, look into a, it, though. What a, an absurd A good, question. fresh smell. A, a good, fresh smell is important. Uh, I, I think that's a reasonable right. take. Bo, and, you're in on the idea. Yeah. The bidet idea? Yeah. Going about, yeah, absolutely. You're Great in. idea. Zach? I, I would argue, argue one of your best. Thank you. I found, what a high compliment. All right. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back in a minute. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I'm still going Chiefs. What is it? Plus two? Plus one and a half? You can do that. You can do whatever you want. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will be scored, and so much more. If you're new to FanDuel, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets when you win your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Philly to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer Philly. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, we are back on the Ringers Philly special. Zach did not ask anyone in Raider Row why it smells so good in here. He just took a sip of his water. All right, Zach, you're up next. What do you got? Uh, let's go number three, Allen Iverson. Number three, okay. Another Eagles one. Is it, are you going to get all the Eagles one? And Bull's going to get <laughs> all the good. Day one. All right. So he, here's the question. This is a good follow-up to the last one. So I've heard you guys discuss every aspect of Sirianni, Kellen Moore, Vic Fangio. I've not heard you answer the question, what's the most likely scenario here? Like, is this going to work? If you had to say this is the yeah. most likely scenario for how this plays out, we know what they've done this offseason. We know what they're going to try to do. Next season, what's the most likely scenario for the Eagles for the 2024 season? Well, the obvious answer is I, I, I first need to know what they do with this roster because oh they have God. personnel deficiencies. But I think the most likely scenario is for them to be a, a contending team that, that can go deep in the postseason. I look at the offensive talent that they have. Uh, now, it's, it's obviously incumbent upon Jalen Hurts taking a step forward as opposed to regressing. But they are loaded at a wide receiver. Uh, their offensive line, even if they lose Kelsey, I, I, I think remains strong. Uh, I think they'll be able to score points, and I think they'll be able to pressure the quarterback, even though they did not this year. There are things they need to do on the back end of the defense in particular. Uh, there are things they, they need to do in the middle of the defense, and then there's an adjustment in scheme. But when I look at, at, at simply the talent on the roster, uh, and I, I look at the NFC overall, I don't see a reason why the Eagles should not have the expectation of being a double-digit win team that can push into the second or third weekend. Okay, of the but postseason. they had this same talent, and we just watched them go one and six down the stretch and be one of the worst. So you, you yeah, are. I also saw them go eleven and one. Too. Okay, so you think? Oh, I'm sorry, ten and one. That Kellen Moore will work out fine. Vic Fangio will work out fine. Nick Sirianni in this new role will work out fine. And this team will be a con that's the most likely scenario. And this team will be a contender next year. Yeah, I think that's the most likely scenario. Okay. Now that now there's uh, we'll get to the uh, there's a margin yeah, for okay. error, of course. Yeah. But 
Uh, I, I do think that's the most likely scenario. All right. Bo, what do you think? I think the most likely scenario <clears throat> is along the lines of what Zach said. I think they've got a top eight offense. They bounce back a little bit. Uh, they come back with, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts' legs are more of a factor. They come back with a little bit more creativity on offense. They uh, coalesce as the season goes on, and they've got a solid offense that carries them, and they've got, you know, a top. They're like 18th in the league on defense, which is fine. You know, they're chasing, like, mediocrity there. Yeah. And they win, you know, 10, 11 games, maybe win the division, and lose in the second round of the playoffs. That's, like, the most likely scenario. I'm not banking on that. I'm pretty skeptical right now. Um, the, the staff, which looks so good, is worrying me a little bit. Like, the, the sort of dream team vibes of it and how everything looks so much like the right decision, the easy decision on paper. We, we've been talking about it a little bit this week. Like, the way they're set up with, like, okay, Vic Fangio's coming in. And he's bringing in all his guys on defense. They've never worked with, I mean, Fangio has worked with Sirianni in like a very limited capacity as a consultant. But then, you know, Sirianni's bringing in Kellen Moore, who is not his guy. How much does he want to be involved in the offense? It feels like a recipe for like ego clashing and like these guys who, who Nick does not have the earned equity with to sort of like boss around. I just, I worry about it a little bit. And... I don't. I feel like they 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 got the best band aids they could, but I'm not so sure that they have addressed the the root core problems. I think I agree with that. Yeah, like if you told me here's who are who they're gonna hire, I would have said that seems like a pretty good scenario. I'm just it's a weird setup. The coach has, well, we'll get to, but the coach has been completely stripped, at least in my estimation, of like his authority on his control of this football team. They are putting the people in place who they think can help the head coach, which again, that's fine to do. We all watched how the season ended. That's a reasonable thing to do. Is the coach going to be okay with that? Is Fangio going to be okay with the personnel he gets uh, on defense? I actually think Kellen Moore is going to be like, he's kind of the least, he seems like a sort of low key. Like, I don't think he's going to be uh, a problem, but yeah, again, is Sirianni going to be like, I, you know, I, I want to do this or is it just, nope, sorry, you agreed and you handed the keys to this guy. And we don't really want to uh, hear from you with your offense. So there, there, it is a hard question to answer. Like I can see a scenario where it works out well, and maybe it doesn't work out for the next three to five years, but it works out for 2024. They stay healthy. They've got the talent. They've got players in their prime. They've got the right coaches. But uh, yeah, I kind of see like my gut is telling me don't underestimate the possibility that it goes horribly wrong. I don't know. That That's my wrong. gut too. And That's my gut. All right. I don't know. That was... Number three, uh, Bo, what do you got? Give me number seven, the Wolf's favorite number, Mickey Mantle. Seven, okay, this is a good one. <laughs> You're getting, got a non <laughs> Are you staring at my little no, notebook? When I held it up really quick, did you take a, a photo of it? All right, so here's a question. You're getting ready to go on a plane. You're downloading some stuff maybe on your, uh, on your tablet, deciding what to watch. There's something you want to watch, but it's got a little risque. It's, it's nothing. You're not. It's yeah, like a, it's like an R-rated movie. It could be a uh, television. I'll give you the example. For me, I'm going on a Sopranos rewatch binge. Okay. Nice. Now we know a little that, bada bing. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be at the bada bing at some point. There's gonna be an inter so am I like able to watch watch this 
on a plane or people looking at me going, you freaking perp, you know, get this guy off the plane. Look at, could, or does it like, what, basically, what is your response? You have something you want to, because that's what I wanted to watch on my way here. But I was a little nervous about the wrong guys catching it. And now all of a sudden, people are judging me. Well, uh, it's, it's a, interesting you asked, because on the way over here, on the flight over, we took a, about an 8, 8, 8 p.m. flight from Philly to Vegas. And I watched the movie Saltburn okay. on my... <laughs> and he's Arjun laughing. Arjun is a movie Arjun. guy. Yeah. Um, and it's night. <laughs> I'm like three quarters of the way through the movie. Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Now, I'm, I'm, this is, this is important. I'm on the window. Yes, okay. that's huge. Um, but this is key. Nobody in the middle seat behind me. So nobody peering through that crack. Okay, so there's really only one. On. And, I, and I didn't know what was coming. I didn't really know what to expect. But the final scene of the movie, not to, you know, spoiler alert yeah, here. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Just a man dancing around in the nude. Like in the nude? Dong nude? out, yeah. Okay, all right. The whole I time. Could have just and answered like, my question. Like, uh, is, anybody, <laughs> is anybody seeing what's going on? And it's like midnight. Most people are sleeping. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was on my mind. I don't know what people would have so been what, thinking. Did you, but did you just watch through? Did you angle it? Did you? No, I just, you just, <laughs> I, sat I just there, let it play. Let it rip. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I mean, there, there could have been some judgment, but okay. I will also never forget the story of my wife's, uh, work friend once flying out to Las Vegas and the man next to the friend oh God. just watching hardcore porn on us. Well, okay, well, that's <laughs> one way. Yeah, that, that I would say is definitely inappropriate. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah. All right, Zach, what do you got? I know you're watching a, like a Belichick doc. So. Well, so it, it really depends if you're sitting window or aisle. Okay? In this scenario, if I'm sitting aisle, then yeah. I am either, if it's a computer screen, I'm tilting it down. If it, uh, but typically, I, I would fast forward through it oh, to try to okay. because for the yeah i mean you know if they're kids yeah or, or, or just you don't want people like yeah. yeah someone's going to the bathroom they they <laughs> they walk by you and, they, and, and all of a sudden they see you're watching that it's like who is this guy right yeah <laughs> now um, but they also you also don't want them to think you're a prude just see so you fast forwarding i would rather them think i'm fast forwarding than <laughs> that go so so now if i'm in the window seat uh, I would be a little less, you know, uh, anxious or like self-aware about that. Yeah. I'd probably tilt it down, but I don't know if I would do the complete fast forward. Um, but yeah, this is this is a very real thing. I this I don't I I usually try to to do work on a plane. Um, Wi-Fi was out. On the Wi-Fi over. was out. I watched uh, I watched the Barry Sanders documentary, which mm. shocking amount of nudity in that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that one. I wasn't ready for yeah. about uh, sixty-two so, minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, but look, this is a, Scott Mitchell. <laughs> I I would fast. I would typically Bobby fast Ross. Forward. I would typically I would typically fast forward through that or tilt the screen down if it okay. or if it's an iPad. Um, yeah, you got it. But I would now, see, I would, be, I would be worried about making the move to, like, just putting it on your lap to, to hide it because then people think it's like, oh, you're making it a private thing. Like, no, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. This is a, this is a piece of art that I'm consuming. Yeah, yeah I, I was window for the first leg of my flight, uh, and I knocked out two episodes, and one of them couldn't have been, like, it's, yeah, on the scale of, like, Sopranos <laughs> ones that are inappropriate in terms of what's being shown. Uh, it was probably, you know, uh, up there, but I felt like I had a nice angle to it and that no one okay. could, uh, could really see. 
and you know the like there was a you know like a middle-aged guy next to me like i wasn't you know worried about him what's but, the etiquette for looking over at someone's screen oh i do it yeah one of the most okay. fun parts about being on a plane really? i want to see everything that these people are looking at i'll look ahead to the row in front of me they could oh, be watching the, going they on could there? be watching the same movie as me and i would be watching their oh. screen just as often yeah. well, i swear a woman in front of me spent three hours researching the uh, spas in Vegas. I'm like, just pick one already. How many could you be possibly be looking at here? What was okay. nice is the woman next to me was watching the the Breakpoint on Netflix, and I've been curious. Like, I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, oh, do I want to? Who, who are they yeah. following? Am I going to be interested in this? So, okay. a little preview for myself. I watched the Holdovers on my second. Uh, I like the Holdovers. Yeah, I didn't love the Holdovers, but I like the Holdovers. Yeah. So, so, because and and the reason I ask is I'm a. I think I, Zach would like the Holdovers, don't you think? I think he would. I think yeah. they'd be right down your alley, Zach. I, I, you should I'll, watch I'll, that. I'll check movie. that out. Yeah. But I'm. I'm a big computer texture, right? And especially when you're on a plane, yeah, that's so how you know much better on there. And so, you know, do I need to block? Do I need to, to oh, minimize yeah, you that? Do. Yeah, you do. Okay. People are looking at some of at, the stuff I text you. We can't be putting that out there to the world. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I didn't know people look at your screen. I meant like the things I say oh. for. Have you seen Past Lives? No, I think uh, you'd like a Past like, Lives. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, holdovers, Arjuna. Thumbs up. All right, Arjuna liked the holdovers. Yeah, it kind of I liked it a lot. It I'm, I'm like an '80s feel to it, right? I, mean, I liked it shot a lot. In this I was surprised at like the the Oscar love that it got. That's really. I my would only. agree with that. I was like, yeah, love a Giamatti. Yeah. Come on, who doesn't love a Giamatti? But Past Lives was like, that was a you love the past. Love the past lives. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that your Oscar winner? If you were, following? I haven't seen everything yet. Okay. What about you, Arjuna? Arjuna's thinking about it. Oppenheimer. Okay. Okay. Terrific film. Is it your favorite? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. He says favorite. Oppenheimer's going to oh, win, yeah, yeah. but doesn't. I want to know your favorite. Pass, oh, oh, we got man. two past lives on here. Okay. Quick right. Oppenheimer question for you. Oh, if someone says to you, I enjoyed it as a fan of history, what would your response be? Would you think that's a reasonable comment to make? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. He, Bo, ostracized me yeah, for acting as a documentary. A, it's. <laughs> it's I'm saying the, the characters weren't made up. Like these. these All right, I'm gonna read between the lines here. Arjuna said, "I guess so." Yeah, I, think I actually think he would lean more to. Arjuna's a very nice guy. Okay. I, I think he leans to it. I, I saw the look on his face, and he was okay. like, "Who would say that?" But I actually think he leans. I actually think. Thank you. He leans with oh, well. Okay, on that one. All right. All right, where were we? Okay, so we're yeah, window, angle it. Aisle, I think it's a no-go, honestly. You just can't. It's hard to mm-hmm. do. So you got to move on to something else. All right, ZB, what do you got? Let's, let's, let's go two in honor of Matt Ryan. All right, two. Is a, you're going to love this one. Is that, okay. This is right down your alley. I know you, I'm pretty sure you've done this before. So uh, my flight had a stop in Chicago. And then it said we overbooked the flight. Oh. And it said on the app. Terrific situation. Choose one of these price points. And we'll let you know if, you know, you get chosen, you go on a later flight yeah. and you get the credit. Now, at this point, the flight was delayed. So I was already missing media night. So I said, I could, you know, it's two hours later. I'm not going to go to media night anyway. Here were the four numbers. 500, 750, 850, 1050. Interesting numbers. I thought so too. <laughs> Weird well, spacing. Actually, my first flight was overbooked <clears throat> from Philly and it was way cheap. It was like 200, 300, 400, 500. I don't know what the difference was. This one was more overbooked. I don't know. Yeah. What number, let's say you want the outcome to be 
Well, no. Just what number would you choose? You're yeah, in the so, same thing. So what I would yeah. do in that situation yeah. is, is then I, I go on the airplane's website and I see the other flights, right? I see what my alternative options are. Yeah. Are there seats? It tells on? you that when you. Okay. Right away. Yeah. yeah. So then, if there's an alternative, there's option, an alter. I'll give you the whole day. Yeah. The all, you, you're gonna you're gonna be at the airport for maybe three more hours. Okay. But direct. It's a, It's direct from Chicago to Vegas. Same as this one. I would probably go the eight twenty five there. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. I'm sorry. Eight fifty. Uh, I think that you probably have a better likelihood of getting selected at the 850. I don't think that, you know, yeah, there's a cost-benefit an analysis. Like, the $1,000 is if you're total, if, if there's a huge imposition, right? If this is six hours or yeah. next morning or something, like you know. I don't really want to do it, but yeah, it's going to get to a price where I have to do is it. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, I think eight, 850 is a good number there to go with. Uh, I mean, I, I got to say, I've... There was a point in my life where I would literally go to the front desk. This was before they, <laughs> this was before they gave you the option on, online. I would go to the counter and I would say, are you looking for volunteers? And I'll put my name on, on the They're list. They're like, sir, there are 15 people. <laughs> I will flight. give you $10 if you let me take <laughs> the, a later flight. The first, the, the, the first two vacations I went on with my now wife were because of oversold flights mm. and you know, the, the credits that I got. Um, I, used I to, always want to do it. My wife will never let. It's, will it's never harder now it. with kids, right? You know, and yeah, but no, my kids would understand. I think if I said, "This is the cash we're getting for it," plus I you're traveling you're less. Let's do so, it. So, like you get if th these yeah. opportunities come around fewer and farther yeah. between. Yeah, right. I would probably go with the 850. Okay. Uh, I'm curious what Professor Selman would say. Yeah, about the game theory I want to know what Dana it, I, I think 850. Bo, what would you say? Yeah, I feel like if you want it. The game theory to me would be like take the seven fifty, but you want it at a certain price point. Like if it was like twenty five dollars, you don't want it. Well, sure, but seven fifty. I mean, yeah. there's nothing to sneeze at. Two fifty jump from five hundred mm -hmm. to seven fifty. It's only a hundred dollar yeah. jump from seven fifty to eight fifty. Yeah. Maybe there are more people going eight fifty. Seven fifty, you're gonna lock it in. Yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know. So I did eight fifty. Yeah, uh, and you didn't get chosen. Well, they called me up and said like, you know, they like go to the front desk and we'll take your information. Then the guy said he didn't need me. Now I don't know if he needed if other people did it and got it. I screwed myself. My wife said, "Do a thousand, like a thousand fifty. There's gonna be people doing less than that. I got yeah. no shot at a thousand fifty. Like eight fifty is a that's a nice chunk of change. So yeah. there you go. I wonder what the if anyone works, you know, for an airline or Danes. Let us know. What should we be doing in that spot? All right, how many more do we have? Three. We got one, four, and eight. Give me number one. Oh, okay. I didn't cross that one out. Number one. Okay." So I wrote, I had one down, but I don't know if we've already answered this or not. So tell if you think, we, I'll let you be the judge. You're not afraid to have, uh, voice your opinion on matters like this. All right. More likely at this time next year, we're doing a radio row pod about the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. We're doing a radio row pod about the new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagle. So I, he told me what the most likely scenario is. For, I think we stick with it. I think this is a different question. So you told me most likely scenario is they're a contender. But now I'm asking you, what's more likely they have a new head coach at this time next year or they are representing the NFC in the Super Bowl for the second time in three years? What do you got? I mean, I, I think just the odds yeah. are better that it would be a new head coach. I mean, yeah, that was a bad one. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a bad okay. one, um, but. It's hard for me to bet against just the... All right, I'm I mean, switching well, it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was about to say, Professor okay. Selwyn was going to be proud of me there. Because two of 32 teams make the yeah, Super Bowl. No, that Eight of 32 good. teams change coaches. Yeah. You have a... Uh, good you know, point. Good yeah, point. four X chance right. there. All right, here, do this. So we touched on him before. Get in Nick Sirianni's head. You guys were covering Nick Sirianni when he was hired. 
You followed every step of his tenure here. What is he thinking? But like when he goes to his confidants, the people he knows, they're not leaking. They know what he's going through. What is Kevin Petula? Yeah. What is what is his take on what the organization has done, and how does he actually feel about it at this moment in time? Well, you go first. I feel like you you got a better insight. But this is your this is your question. You go first. Yeah, you answer yeah. both. Oh, okay. It's okay. Yo, this is well. This is not the answer to the question, but it it's part of it. No, no. All right. So we're uh, now on uh, our <laughs> second question for this. No, no. I'm <laughs> okay. It's right. part of the um, like the funniness of the postseason interviews that is always curious to me. It's like you no, know, Nick had more time than most coaches do because he got that extra time. He got they got to meet on Saturday or whatever because the snowstorm was so difficult for the people of Philadelphia, but like. To be able to, to step back from the season, especially after a playoff loss, and like clear-headedly actually examine and self-search about what went wrong and the things that need to change, and figure that out within like 72 hours, always strikes me as kind of silly. Like, well, I, and I, the process weeks. needs to keep moving. Yeah, I mean, you always you can't just wait long, but like, thing, but... you know, it feels like to get off of the treadmill of the season and to be able to properly assess it would probably take longer than that but what is going on in his head I don't know I think he thinks that the defense let him down mm. obviously uh, I think he probably harbors a bit of a grudge to Jonathan Gannon for the way everything happened mm. um, and there's like a part of him that maybe blames that a little bit I think on offense I don't believe that he is um, of the opinion that like he was the problem on offense. I just I don't think that he's wired that way. I think he has too much confidence in his own understanding of offense and coaching style. So that's why I feel like the uh, recipe for like just handing things over to Kellen Moore and him staying away is combustible in my in my mind. But I think he also thinks like. Uh, if I work hard, it's kind of like the conversation that Zach and I had in the fake uh, interview. Like, if I work hard enough and if I get back yep. to the grind that like I needed to do on the way up, that I can solve these problems. And you know, I've got a good roster, and you know, I'm happy to be here. But I, I, I think that he probably thinks that he was railroaded to a degree. But he also understands that when things go wrong, changes have to happen. He knows the business of the NFL yeah. at this point. Yeah. Okay, ZB, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think there's a part of Nick that. That, fundament, that, that fundamentally believes you need to drag yourself through the mud, to use his term, right? But I also think that he views himself as, as the guy who was running sprints in college when everyone else was going to the parties, that he's the guy who... He was going to the parties, too. Let's true? be fair. No, but, but that, but, but that, he that a, he's... Famously a good beer punk player. But that he's the guy who, uh, who you know, had a, a nearly life-threatening leg injury in college and came back to play... That he's the guy who, who gave this bad press conference and, 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 and rebounded and, and was mocked for this flower speech and came back. I think like he measures, he views himself as, as resilient. And then a key quote from that end of season press conference came from Howie. That Why isn't want, anybody asking me any questions? That, <laughs> no, that I wanted to follow up on. And no, I'll I, thought he was actually, I thought he was actually helping yeah. looking out but, for Nick in that spot. I didn't think so. You didn't think <laughs> so? so? I think he wanted yeah. questions. So I'll, fo I'll follow up with Howie on this at the Combine, but Howie said you don't want to overreact to an aberration, okay? And I, I thought that was an interesting word, and I think 
Nick probably he, Nick probably views the last eight weeks as, uh, or the last seven weeks rather, as an aberration and not like an indication of the direction that the franchise is going and that you shuffle some seats, but the, the core philosophy, you know, the core philosophy is not changing. And that might yeah, change the, core, the order around. The core values aren't changing. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's Nick's feeling is, is that there's nothing here I can't fix. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I probably feel like he thinks he's being unfair. Yeah, I don't think this is what he wanted to happen. I think it's more, yeah, kind of what I you think said. he's too prideful. He understands yeah. the business of the NFL and that if he wanted to keep his job, this is what he had to do. But I don't think he agrees that this is like the, I, I think on the defensive side, he agrees that this is all right. This is, this is a great move and this can help me win games. I think on the offensive side of the ball, he's probably like, give me a break. Kellen Moore is going to, you know, Kellen Moore knows more about offensive football. Uh, right. You interviewed me and Kellen Moore and hired me. Yeah, and you right. hired me, and it was yeah. I'm sure he'll look at all the numbers from the season. Like, I mean, it just felt like in that press conference he was. It, it seemed to me he was relaying the message that was given to him, yes. not the outcome yeah. that, not the realization that he came to. Like when he started saying the offense was stale, I'm like, come on, man, was, you yeah. didn't come to the you you don't think you don't think this. I mean, if you thought like I don't know, if you thought that like you would have been. There would have been more fixes in place. Right, you if you thought that you could change things. Yeah, yeah you would exactly. have at least tried stuff, changed things. You didn't. It looked the same throughout that entire... So someone told you the offense looked stale, which we all could see. It's true. The offense did look stale. Uh, we need fresh new ideas. I mean, we've been... We How many coaches have we covered who they actually think they and their staff... And he has said in the past, like, his, his... In their area of expertise. Right, and he has said, like, his bias is towards loyalty. Like, he wants the guys right. who have been there with him. It, yeah. it is not the kinds of things we've heard from him before. And it's why one of the things that I've said is that, like, I think there was the, the greater chance of Nick getting let go was if they had been, like, competitive in the playoff game and lost, and it hadn't been quite a disaster, because then he would have gone into that meeting with Jeffrey Lurie thinking that he had, like, more of a leg to stand on. Like, I'm the guy who got us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not accepting these changes. And then if they disagreed about those things, that's when they sort of choose to part ways, and Nick maybe thinks... He's got another job waiting for him. It went so badly and it was so disastrous that he had to just go in there and be like, you know, thank you, sir. May I have another? I will take whatever it changes it is so that I can keep my job. But where I, I, I disagree with you in, in terms of like how he thought they should proceed in the sense that I, I do think Nick's affection for Brian Johnson is, is genuine, but Brian Johnson wasn't like this long-term Nick guy. Like I, I think, you know, you look at the two coaches who were dismissed. I think they were brought to Nick from Howie, right? Uh, I, I think that sure. like Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, those were like his guys. They, those were the guys he came in with. And there's even people on the, on the, on the staff like, like, uh, like Kevin Petullo. That's like his guy. And Jason uh, Michael is still yeah, there from exactly. all we know. So like the guys, that's true. Yeah, so I, I think that, that, that maybe sacrificing like the offensive control, if you will, Took a, a little bit of, of swallowing his, his his pride, but I think the coordinator changes. I think he he looks at that as the cost of doing business in the in the NFL, and not to say that he he doesn't feel that way about Brian Johnson, but the background with Brian Johnson is different than it was with Shane Steichen. The DK McDonald one though is like sort of like a Sopranos. Yes, like you're gonna have to take out one of your guys. That's yeah. his guy. Yeah. You think they just showed him three <laughs> and they're like, you, you got to pick one and yeah. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not just the coordinators. You, you're right. He's been able to keep some guys, but not all guys. It's like the coordinators need their guys. Yeah, you know? we we all know 
uh, how this works. So it's interesting. All right, what do we got? We got four, four and, eight. and eight. Four and eight. All right, uh, who's up? So the Eagles record next year. I am up here. Uh, let's go with Chris Weber, number four. All right. Your confidence on a scale of one to ten in Jalen Hurts after the Super Bowl last year. Okay, so after the Super Bowl, we watched him go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in that game on a scale of one to ten. What was your confidence then that this is just the guy, the franchise guy, top five QB, going to lead the Eagles for the next yeah. whatever, six to eight years? And what is your confidence now after the way last year transpired? I would say it was like a nine last year. Okay. And it's probably a seven and a half this year. Seven, seven and a half. Okay. Um, I think that he has everything you would want in terms of the way he's wired. I don't put as much into the kind of this, this talk about like he, he needs to be more vocal. I think there are things he can do, but I do agree with what Jalen said after the season that like the things you praised me for last year, you're, you're criticizing me for now. Uh, I think this is kind of who, who, who Jalen is. I think one of the issues, uh, and as I say this, I think if you're looking for an issue with Jalen kind of in terms of how he's wired, is that it's almost as if he expects everyone to be wired the way he is. And that's simply not the case, right? You need to, part of that job is understanding everyone has different styles. Everyone, and sometimes people can perceive things even though that's not the intention. But anyways, I look at this more as like between the lines, what's happening. And I would give the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving him is I don't know if he was fully, completely healthy throughout this year, right? I, I do think, and Bo was on this before I was, and actually Brian Baldinger said it on our PHLY show around the time of that Rams game, that when you watch him run, uh, it just doesn't look right. And then I was the one who's like, well, he's not on the injury report, he's never missed a practice, but yeah, if you just use your eyes, it is clear. He, he doesn't look as explosive as he did a year ago. But also I, that should maybe be the default expectation. Go, that he's, like, uh, that he's hurt? I mean, I don't know how yeah. many, like, it, yeah, it's hard, impossible yeah. for us to say what percentage, you, how hurt he was, but he has had an injury every season. He's been a starter, right? And it's yeah. like, and like if, yeah, if yeah. your quarterback's touching the ball on this many snaps and not to say, all right, runner, running quarterbacks get hurt more. I'm not uh, saying that, but just like, yeah, like, I, I mean, I don't know how many, a hundred percent he's just going to be feeling great by the end of the season season yeah. it's the nature of the nfl too i mean how many teams went to their backup quarterback this season so i don't know if yeah. i totally like y- you kind of have to be able to still perform when you're a little banged up i just don't think it's binary in that you're either a franchise quarterback or you're not a, like there's a difference to me between patrick mahomes and like the tr- you know what what tom brady and peyton manning were every year right to like that that next year and then kind of like the tier after that, yeah, right? I agree with that. And so if, if Jalen Hurts is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, that's really good, even if he's not one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, yeah. right? So that's where I look at it and say that my confidence is, is still pretty high, that he'll consistently put you in a position to, win, to be in the postseason and to win games. Does that mean that he's going to consistently, like, like Patrick Mahomes, you're expecting to play the second weekend of February every year. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that. With, no one with, else is with, in that category. Ex- so. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's not like at, at that point, but I do think Jalen Hurts will put you in position to consistently be a postseason contender, and that's a, that's a good outcome. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, what's the bar for those guys? Is it like, 
maybe once every three years you're in the final four. Like we might be listening to this going, yeah. going, that's it. But it's yeah. kind of like, look around. I mean, that is sort of for the great, even the great quarterbacks who are not Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of like, all right, if once every two to three years you're in the final four and have a chance to get there, yeah. that is kind of that bar for the next. That's session. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen right, right. now, right? So, right, yeah. Paul, I, what do you think? On the injury front, I think it's uh, Zach and I, I think we've sort of like circled around each other on this because going into the season, you were like, uh, let Jalen be Jalen. Yeah, I And I was like, that. no, like, don't let, you need him to be healthy down the stretch. You're paying him all this money. And I like very, like once I saw what that looked like, I didn't like yeah. it. Um, yeah. And so like that is his superpower. Like that's what makes the offense different is when he's able to do that. And like, if you could pick, I would rather have Jalen at 100% for 12 games and a backup quarterback for five games yeah. than just have Jalen at 70% for 17 games probably. But in the big picture conversation, I think where he is is if you have the right infrastructure around him, if the talent is good and, and the coaching is good to put him in good positions, he can be a top five quarterback. I, I, think, that's, I think that's fair. I don't think that he is um, like a top five quarterback situation independent. Um, I, like, you know, I think you could put Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, just like sub the Mahomes level put them on any team, and I would still feel very good about my chances of having a top five offense or whatever. Tanner McKee the same. I think with Jalen, you need the stuff around him. And like if, if you know, if A.J. Brown gets hurt uh, and misses a bunch of time, I don't know that I love like what they have on offense around him. I mean, I, I like Devontae, but just in terms of uh, the talent. And I think that's like, that's Kellen Moore's job here. And that's why like, I think that is the most important decision for the franchise is like, what can we do to get the stuff around him to to make him that top five quarterback. I mean, the stuff around him is it's great. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many be, teams yeah. are better. Well, no, that's fair. Yeah, but oh, yeah. but okay. coaching wise, like okay. sch schematically. Right. I don't so know. What was your number? What's your confidence? One, oh yeah, I, I, th I think I, I agree with everything Zach said. I think it was like a nine last year. I'm, I'm maybe like a six yeah. this year that he's like a you know face of the franchise for the next ten years guy. But I think. He's the quarterback for the next five years. What, I think what that's about where you? I am. Yeah. I think he'll have like top five seasons in his future. I don't think he will. I don't think every year. I, yeah. I think he'll be open right. to criticism some years. Um, and then, yeah, the thing about how much can he like carry everyone else? You kind of hope you don't have to find uh, right. find that out, and he can operate. And I agree yeah, with everything. And I will say, and I've said, as I said when I was on with you guys, that the coaching staff did fail him. So I do want right. to see with a competent coach who has answers to some of these issues now next year at this time if we're saying they're not thrown over the middle they don't have answers yeah. for the blitz now we're gonna have to have a different conversation because we've seen kellen moore direct two top five offenses with dak prescott that were less talented than this eagles offenses so then you have to start looking at the quarterback it, it, it just strikes me like you know there it's in my mind because i was just talking to matt ryan downstairs flex. and here's Big someone flex. who uh who was an mvp of the league right was in the super bowl um, had, you know, they, they were really good in like 2012 and then 2016, they were the best team in the NFC. And, you know, there were years in there where they were going to the playoffs and he was consistently one of like the better quarterbacks in the, in the league. And he had these high water and he had these high watermarks. But if you, if, if you talk to anyone about the top quarterbacks of the last 10 years, how many names are they mentioning before they get to Matt Ryan? And it's, it's interesting because like I said, MVP of the league been to the Super Bowl, was close to winning it. Uh, but that might that, be a good comp, that, that Matt Ryan. Exactly. You know, well, like, yeah, I don't know. Some people love Matt Ryan's career. 
And it, yeah, so like, would you take Matt Ryan's career where you have a 10 year run where in there you make the Super Bowl, you win an MVP, and, and you're, you're like constantly in position to win games because he's your quarterback, but you, you never are the prohibitive favorite because he's your quarterback yeah, either. That's a- yeah. Good, good, good one. I was just going to add. I think, I think the Kelsey thing here is an interesting factor because if Kelsey moves on, is Jalen then the one setting protections? Is that something that he can handle? Is that too? I don't know. It's just a a, a change factor. It's going to make it yeah. It's going to make a lot of Kelsey. things harder. Run game, uh, pass game, everything there. All right, last one. One. Ego- I'm curious about this one because you had seven. This is five you're, minutes you're before the show. You're not going to be impressed. Let's I just see what you felt like with. I needed an eighth. Yeah. One eagle who could be traded between now and the start of the 2024 regular. See, I'm, this is a, it's a pro here. I'm talking slowly to let you think mm, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's smart. Get a couple names there. Uh, between now and week one of the regular season, one Eagles player who could be traded. I know, I know Zach said this A.J. Brown stuff is nonsense. I don't even, you know, don't even. That what? The A.J. Brown stuff was yeah. nonsense. Came out of it's a sports radio topic, and then he gets. His, his reaction was a little strange with it, but that's just probably just a wide receiver being a wide receiver. Is that how you read it? When he was yes. on Fan, FanDuel yeah. TV? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he could have just said, no, I'm not going yeah. But he was gonna like, we'll see what happens. It's a business, but it's okay. You know, that's why you're a wide receiver. I would say right. I'm going to answer this as the biggest name who could be traded and not the most likely yeah, player to be Yeah, don't give traded. me a little under the radar. I could see a scenario in which Hassan Reddick gets traded. Ooh, I like um, that one. Good one. If is he going into he's going to final year of his deal? Right? Yeah, he's going to want a new deal. Yes, he wanted a new he's deal going to last want year. Some assurances right? about the way he's going to be used. I don't think he was happy with no. having to drop as much as he did last year, and I don't think that he's going to get those assurances. You drop in Fangio's defense, right. is Sean um, And so, if he's going to be entering what is a new contract year, knowing that he's not going to get as many pass rushing opportunities, I think he will say, "Can I look for a trade if there's good compensation?" And I think if the Eagles found a good partner. That would be something they were interested in. Now, obviously, they care about that position so much that they're going to need some heft in return to be able to backfill him. I, I haven't looked closely at the free agent market. I know that, that that is your specialty. Maybe with 22, they could use something there, but uh, that would be like the biggest name player I could see getting moved. All right, before you answer, uh, Zach, so I, I was, as you were saying that, I was, you know, my library of trades in my head, I was trying to think of what he would net. Frank so Clark. Uh, Frank, well, Frank Clark, I mean, that was a terrible trade for the yeah. Chiefs. They gave up, I think they gave up two first round picks. Bradley Chubb got a first round pick. Hassan Reddick has been more productive than Bradley Chubb now. You still don't know. I'm sure there are still teams that are like, well, would he you know, fit in our scheme or whatever? But Bradley Chubb got a first. Von Miller in the middle of a season where you're only getting him for six games and he was in his 30s, got a two and a three. So I feel like you're looking at, like, if you can find the right, I mean, in my head, I'm like, I don't think you're getting a first for Hassan Reddick. Right. But I don't know. History would suggest maybe you could. I think you could get a second round pick. Uh, it maybe maybe it's a conditional one of those. All right, second turns into something else if he has double digit sacks. Maybe it's a second and a fourth, like second and a third, something like that. Uh, so good one, good job by you. I'm All actually right. going on the other side. Okay. Uh, Josh Sweat. Wow, wow. your boy. Yeah. What? Oh my so, god. Two things here, Josh. Wherever he is, that okay. poor guy take a knife out of your back. No, so you're talking about <laughs> oh like gosh. Josh Sweat's also entering the last year of his deal. I think oh, Josh, actually, I didn't even realize yeah, that. Okay. I think Josh Sweat, um, like the, I should say, effectively the last year of his deal. Like there's like yeah, the void years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are. Uh, I think Josh Sweat 
probably views it like he signed a below market deal when he did. I think he's someone who will want to cash in. I mean, you you would have been nice about, if he you know hit the quarterback once in the second half of the season. Yeah, I, I think that there are there's there's probably a thought from like his perspective that he wasn't used the right way, right? That that he can be better. It's um, weird how you guys know my memory is terrible, but I can just picture him uh, dropping into the flat where he was not supposed to drop it. And yeah. they just complete yeah. this easy on slam his fifteen hundredth right snap of the season. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Right, sorry, go I ahead. think that if you're looking at it from from like Howie's perspective, you might say that maybe this is a this is a, a, a you know he's he's had major injuries before he's come back from it, but maybe it's a point where. You know, you want to kind of get out a year early than a year late. Mm. Uh, are you worried about giving a third deal to him? Um, so, I, I think I, he, I actually think he would get you a first. I think he gets you, you a first. You do? You don't think so? How old is he? He's like in his, he's, he's 26. 20, he's, 26. he's 25, 26. I would take yeah. a first round pick for Josh Sweat. I mean, if Montez Sweat got you a second round pick. And he, and hey. he, yeah, in the last year of his, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brett. Josh Sweat has had a more impressive career than Bradley Chubb, right? I mean, Chubb's had all kinds of, even before this last year. No, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen. One or uh, yeah. two. I'm not saying that's yeah. going to happen, but I'm saying if, if you kind of want to reset at, at that position, if Vic Fangio says, I, I need a, you know, a certain type of pass rusher. Um, and then my wild card there. Sweat would get you. I, oh, sorry. The last thing, I think Sweat would get you more than Reddick. I do feel I agree with that, that based on age. Reddick was I would give agent. up more for Reddick. Okay, but Reddick was a free agent mm-hmm. over and over again. And did yeah, not but have, then he had two seasons of yeah, double-digit sacks again. Okay. I mean, he's clearly a better player. Just the way NFL teams work, I think they could they would yeah. talk themselves into giving up more for Sweat than Rick. Well, then I would do it. Okay. And and then the uh, the wild card. I don't think this happens because I, I actually don't think his, his values uh, consistent with his talent. But Dallas Goddard would be a, the the other name I was That's thinking. That's interesting because I don't think they're maximizing Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's he's older than people realize. Like. Josh Sweat and him were in the same draft class. Goddard's 29. Sweat's 26, I think, right? So, uh, and I, I think that's like a, uh, an under-the-radar spot for the Eagles to draft someone pretty high. All right. Do you think so, they could trade, like, Jordan Davis? I think they could. I mean, I do think they need a nose tackle. So, yeah. now you can add a nose tackle. For and then Milton is in the last year. Milton Williams yeah. is entering the last year of his deal. If you don't want to extend him, would you get something for him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tight end trades, there have not been a lot of them. Uh, sure. Tony Gonzalez was probably the biggest one. Greg Olson. Yeah. Uh, Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson got a two, I believe. Yep. So, I mean, the tight end market Younger. is weird. Yeah. So, you would think you would get a two for Goddard. Hawkins? Can't stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right. There you go. All right. What do we think? How was the exercise? I love this. Do Best you think Arjuna will be volunteering for this next year? I hope so. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he gets a mic and he can talk a little movies. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We get him a mic next year if we do this. All right, what are your plugs for the week? The PHLY Eagles podcast. Uh, you can watch us all week. We've been live at noon, Monday to Thursday, and then we've got a different time on Friday, but we've had some good guests coming through. The All-City Network out in full force. And uh, big guest tomorrow to address a long-running <laughs> thread in Birds with Friends PHLY history. And then in addition to that, everything Bo said, and, and, and I want to give a shout out to Bo. Bo has been awesome this week. Like, he is in his element with these interviews. There were interviews at Media Night last night that were just like laugh out loud funny that Bo did. Um, he's, he's, he's an awesome interviewer. Can we get you on the records, uh, Shiel, on uh, how often you pee and sitting down? Uh, definitely the middle of the night. I mean, yeah. 
I don't know how you don't. I don't know. Okay, if I'm tired, yeah, I have yeah. nothing against Sometimes that. Sometimes you need a rest. Yeah. You've no. gotten me on the record on this okay. before. This all was right. like a, a conversation so, three years uh, ago. All right. Yeah, but I also want to add in allphly.com. That's the yeah, home Bo's of all. really had nothing to do with what you <laughs> that's, were. That's the home yeah. of, our, of our, our uh, written content and uh, have some good stuff up there and good stuff coming that uh, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to write and excited to share. All right. There you go. Thank you to Zach. Thank you to Bo. Thank you to Arjuna. I mean, most of I all, mean, yeah, Iowa or easily you know, the drink top seed or something. Here. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to Cliff Augustine, who's going to produce this bad boy. We'll be back later this week. We'll see what we do. Maybe we do a little Eagles. Maybe we do a Sixers make a move at the deadline. I know Cliff's got some takes he wants to fire off. We will do something. Until then, thank you for listening to the Ringers Philly special. We'll talk to you soon. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.